Hello and welcome to Reading with Carrie, Stories to Fall Asleep to, a mindfulness podcast series that can be used as a sleep aid or to ease your anxiety and relieve your stress. I am your host, Carrie Favel, and I am so thankful that you've decided to spend some time with me. So we've made it. This is the 100th episode of Reading with Carrie, and I am just over the moon. Um, It's definitely been a journey, uh, sometimes a struggle, always a pleasure. And it's a little bittersweet because I have decided to retire this podcast, so to speak. I am open to starting a season four at some point down the line. I really would love to get this podcast in a larger network just to help with the marketing and really growing it, but it's a little too small right now to really have it see that growth. And unfortunately, I just don't have the time to dedicate to it. Um, You know, I have been saying a lot uh, lately, you know, the concept of investment, you know, obviously invest in your mental health, but I have to prioritize some things and I'm making some very promising moves in my voiceover career. And that just means that my time for other avenues has been very limited. I've seen this across the board with also my, my YouTube channels and even just hanging out with friends. So unfortunately, I just don't have the time right now to dedicate to this podcast. However, I do love it. So if you are a producer or some sort out there and you like what you've heard, I am open to bringing this back, revamping it. I have some ideas of of how I could get more engagement. Like I said, I just right now I have to prioritize. And because this is a hobby that, you know, I'm so thankful for those who do listen to it, but we're still very, very small. It just doesn't make a lot of sense for me to hold on to it at this point in my life. Never say never, but yeah, there's no plan for a season four at this point. Things could change, but at this point. So I'm sure I could go on and on about everything that I've learned, but that's not why you're here. So I'm going to treat this just like any other episode. And I just want to thank you all for your support and following I, of course, am still around. I'm not going anywhere. I'm just stopping the podcast. I recently found out, actually, if you Google my name, Carrie Favel, the first four pages of Google is all me. So you can find me on any social media platform. I also have an identity of Cypress out there on the internet uh, for YouTube and such. That is P-S-Y-P-R-I-S, Cypress. Sometimes the I is a number one for my account because there's just like one other chick who used that name, um, which is not me. So feel free to reach out. I would also love to hear from you if you do enjoy this. My email is contact at carryfavel.com. I really don't check the reading with Carrie at Gmail. I do try to occasionally check it, but if you've emailed me there, that is why you have not heard from me because I keep forgetting to check it. I think that's all that I have of house cleaning. So let's get to the meat of this episode. And as I said last episode, I was going to make this a bonus of an animal that is really popular that everyone knows. So when the cat is your spirit animal, you are a person who is easy to be with. You let your loved ones be as they are in hopes they will let you be as you are in return. All the while, you know, you will always be there for each other. 
Our validation space today comes from the University Health Service from the University of Michigan. 10 Things You Can Do for Your Mental Health. I'm going to read this article in its entirety because, again, last episode needs to be special, and you can find the link in the description. Try these tips to keep your balance or to rebalance yourself. 1. Value yourself. Treat yourself with kindness and respect and avoid self-criticism. Make time for your hobbies and favorite projects or broaden your horizons. Do a daily crossword puzzle, plant a garden, take dance lessons, learn to play an instrument, or become fluent in another language. 2. Take care of your body. Taking care of yourself physically can improve your mental health. Be sure to eat nutritious meals, avoid smoking and vaping, drink plenty of water, exercise, which helps decrease depression and anxiety, and improve moods, and get enough sleep. Researchers believe that lack of sleep contributes to a high rate of depression in college students. 3. Surround yourself with good people. People with strong family or social connections are generally healthier than those who lack a support network. Make plans with supportive family members and friends, or seek out activities where you can meet new people, such as a club, class, or support group. 4. Give yourself. Volunteer your time and energy to help someone else. You'll feel good about doing something tangible to help someone in need, and it's a great way to meet new people. 5. Learn how to deal with stress. Like it or not, stress is a part of life. Practice good coping skills. Try one-minute stress strategies. Do tai chi, exercise, take a nature walk, play with your pet, or try journal writing as a stress reducer. Also, remember to smile and see the humor in life. Research shows that laughter can boost your immune system, ease pain, relax your body, and reduce stress. 6. Quiet your mind. Try meditating, mindfulness, and or prayer. Relaxation exercises and prayer can improve your state of mind and outlook on life. In fact, research shows that meditation may help you feel calm and enhance the effects of therapy. 7. Set realistic goals. Decide what you want to achieve academically, professionally, or personally, and write down the steps you need to realize your goals. Aim high, but be realistic and don't overschedule. You'll enjoy a tremendous sense of accomplishment and self-worth as you progress towards your goal. 8. Break up the monotony. Although our routines make us more efficient and enhance our feelings of security and safety, a little change of pace can perk up a tedious schedule. Alter your jogging route, plan a road trip, take a walk in a different park, hang some new pictures, or try a new restaurant. 9. Avoid alcohol and other drugs. Keep alcohol use to a minimum and avoid other drugs. Sometimes people use alcohol and other drugs to self-medicate, but in reality, alcohol and other drugs only aggravate problems. 10. Get help when you need it. Seeking help is a sign of strength, not a weakness, and it is important to remember that treatment is effective. People who get appropriate care can recover from mental illness and addiction and lead full, rewarding lives. For more information about mental health research, visit National Institute of Mental Health. To learn about the prevalence and impact of mental illness, read the director's blog, Mental Health Awareness Month, by the numbers. Information and opportunities to get involved can also be found on NAMI's website. You can learn more information or find out how to support yourself or a loved one. See how you can get involved and make a difference in your community by visiting the NAMI website in the description below. But first, as always, let's start with a brief mindfulness meditation. Close your eyes and take a posture that is relaxed, taking care to keep your back and neck in alignment. 
As you get situated, really notice your body, feeling the weight of your body on the chair, the bed, the floor, or wherever you may be in this moment. Notice the position of your feet and any sensations you can feel with them. Locate your legs and the blunt pressure on whatever seat you are on. Feel any sensations in your arms and make sure your shoulders are soft. Where are your hands resting? What are they feeling? Acknowledge any tension that you feel in your muscles and allow your body to express itself, being present in the moment. Just be aware of the tension or whatever may be happening in your body. Simply note the communication with a simple thought of, I hear you, that's how it is right now. Bring your focus to your breath, but don't alter it in any way. Just feel your body's natural rhythm as you inhale and exhale. Feel the oxygen enter your lungs, that slight hitch between inhale and exhale, and the sensation of the air exiting your lungs with another micro-moment between breaths. Let's extend our awareness to our mind. What thoughts or feelings or perceptions are present right now? Again, we are just noting these thoughts and feelings in this moment. Don't try to push or shut down any sense of discomfort or unpleasant feelings, but don't dwell on them either. Simply validate them with a simple acknowledgement, such as, that's okay, that's how it is right now. Keeping the connection you have with your body, reach your hands above your head, stretching your arms. Tense up the muscles as you breathe in and hold them in place for just a moment. And now, as you release the breath, relax your muscles and place your arms back to where they were resting comfortably before. Let's repeat this once more. Raising your hands above your head, tense your muscles in your arms and shoulders as you breathe in and hold the position as you hold your breath for just a short count of four. Then release your breath as you release your muscles and rest your arms back to where they were. Now focus back to your breathing and notice how you can relax by taking slow deep breaths in and releasing your breath slowly out. Breathe in, hold your breath, and breathe out slowly. Breathe in and out. Keep breathing deeply, gently, and slowly. Now, notice your whole body as being present. Be aware of every part at once, as best you can, as you continue to softly and deeply breathe in and out. If you are preparing yourself for bed, continue to breathe in and out, and just listen to my voice, but do not follow. If you need to ready yourself to get back to your day, then let us now widen our spatial awareness by using our other senses. What sounds do you hear in the room other than my voice? Are there any smells you can recognize? Feel the item on which you are resting with all of your body and imagine it in your mind. 
try to picture it as accurately as you can without opening your eyes just yet. And now, take a deep breath in on an inhale of four. Hold your breath for a count of four. And on an audible sigh, release your breath as you open your eyes and fully come back. And now, here's the story. How Cats Got Their Purr, a traditional British fairy tale. There once lived a king and queen who longed for a baby daughter. Finally, just as they were giving up hope, the queen bore a girl child, and the king and queen were the happiest people on earth. Only one thing marred their contentment. A gypsy witch had read the queen's fortune in return for some food from the royal kitchen, and she had predicted that the child would be a girl. The gypsy had given the queen a dire warning, and in anger, the king had driven the old crone from his land. The old woman's warning weighed heavily on their hearts. The old witch said, You will bear a daughter, and she will be strong and healthy. However, she will fall dead if she ever gives her hand in marriage to a prince. Heed my advice. Find three pure white cats, with not a single white hair upon them, and let them grow up with your child. Give the cats balls of two types to play with, balls of gold and balls of linen thread. If they ignore the gold and play with the linen, all will be well. But should they ignore the linen and choose the gold, beware. The king set out a royal decree and his subjects offered him cats and kittens of all types. Tabby cats, ginger tomcats, tortoiseshell mother cats still nursing their kittens. He was offered black kittens, gray kittens, and ginger kittens. All of these he sent away again, only being interested in three pure cats. After years of searching, three white cats without a single white hair were duly found, and though they came from different places, they became good friends. The three cats loved their young mistress, and she adored them. As the months churned into years, the linen balls continued to be the only toys the cats chose to play with. The gold balls lay dusty and forgotten. When the princess grew old enough to learn to spin, the cats were happy as she was. They leapt at the wheel as it turned, and at the thread as the princess spun it, behaving like kittens. She begged her playful cats to leave things alone, but they ignored her and continued to play gaily. The queen was so happy that the cats played only with the linen balls and never with the gold balls that she simply laughed at their antics and frolics. At sixteen years old, the princess was very beautiful. Princes from neighboring kingdoms and further afield asked her hand in marriage, but she remained indifferent to them all. She was content to live with her three beloved cats. One day, however, a prince arrived who was good and charming, wise and handsome, kind and virtuous, and the princess fell deeply in love with him. Though he brought her gifts and visited often, he never once asked for her hand in marriage. One day she could bear it no longer, and she confessed her love for him. Delighted and surprised, he expressed his own love for her. The three white cats were in the tower room playing with the linen balls, but no sooner had the prince and princess professed their love for each other than the cats seemed to notice the gold balls for the first time ever and began to play with them. In horror, servants reported the dire news to the king and queen. However, it wasn't the princess who was struck down, but the prince. He became gravely ill, and nothing the physicians did could ease or cure whatever malady had struck him down. In desperation, the princess sought out the gypsy who had made the prophecy about the cats and balls. The gypsy witch told her that there was only one way to save the prince. The princess must spin 10,000 skeins of pure white linen thread before Midwinter's Day. It was an impossible task. Only 27 days remained before Midwinter's Day. No hand but hers could spin the thread, and if she spanned but one skein too few, or one too many, the prince would die at Midwinter. The princess rushed to her spinning wheel and worked steadily day after day, but after only a few days, she knew she could never spin 10,000 skeins. 
She burst into tears, and her three cats sat by her feet to comfort and console her. If you only knew what was wrong, I know you'd help me if you could, she said to the three silent white cats at her feet. To her amazement, one of the three placed its front paws on her knee, stared into the princess's face, opened its mouth and spoke to her. We know what is needed, and we know how to help you, it said. Cats have no hands, only paws, so we can do the spinning for you, and it will not break the terms of the prophecy. Now we must get to work, for there is little time left. And so it was that the three white cats began to spin, each at a wheel provided for it. Each spun rapidly and beautifully. All day the three wheels hummed, and when they were silent as evening came, the princess looked into the room to find her beloved cat sound asleep next to hundreds of skeins of thread. The days passed, and the skeins increased in number. Each time a skein was finished, the prince's health improved, and the princess grew more hopeful. On midwinter's eve, ten thousand skeins were ready, and the prince was almost well. The gypsy was amazed and pleased at the cat's work, though she had been cheated of a life. She told the princess to be sure and show her gratitude to her faithful cats. The princess loved her cats well and wisely, and she gave them all her glittering jewels, which they had always loved to play with. On her wedding day, they sat in places of honor on magnificent velvet cushions, each cat with a necklace of precious stones around its neck. As the feasts continued, the three cats curled up contently on their cushions and, as cats are wont to do, fell asleep. From all three came loud, contented purring. This was the reward the cats had received for their work. Though no cat would ever speak again, all cats would purr like the whir and hum of a spinning wheel. From that day to this, cats have continued to purr whenever they feel contented. Thank you for listening. If you would like to support this podcast and become a sponsor, you will find an Etsy link in the description below. Thank you for your consideration. I welcome you back anytime you may need to hear a comforting voice or a familiar bedtime story.